Berry. Is it two of them? Yeah. Alrighty. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're speaking sporadically, the podcast. So happy to have you guys listening today. If you're new here, consider subscribing or checking out our other content because I know we definitely made a video that could interest probably probably anybody. But we got some amazing guests on today for an amazingly planned episode. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves, go right ahead. So yeah, hi, I'm Joseph Footoff. I'm Kateri Sherman. That's a nice last name you got there. Now you know. <laughs> so what we wanted to talk about today was uh, the first robotics program. Our little robot over here, if you guys can see it well. We'll give, it, we'll give the camera a better angle real quick. You guys name it in the comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So pretty much what first robotics is or i guess why we're doing this is they want to do that as outreach for their team spread the word of robotics and you know let more people know about it because i don't think it's a big known thing around here i guess no you know? yeah i know when i t when because we, we were in it i guess we should yeah, say we yeah. were in it for six years six years from seventh grade to yep we graduated um when we were in it we told people like oh no we can't do it. we got a robotics thing going on they're like i mean they understood robotics but they're like that that's a thing like around here yeah and then even now it's like yeah we're gonna go help out or we're gonna go watch the, you know the larmy's team and they're like they have that where it's is like this our, team our school has a robotics team yeah but it's been here for it's its seventh year yes. so it's been a while and people wow. still don't really know yeah, we were actually the founders of the whole organization and club flrc so little flex little flex you, you know, know whatever we were telling people that at the meet at the wapak meet on saturday and they were like I, I, okay. Sorry. We were there too. I mean, yeah, but you, a you, scene, little do you know the scene from uh, uh, Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where the witch is like, like incanting something, and the lion goes, "Do not recite the black magic to yeah. me." I was there when it was written. That's kind of what it felt like because this, and she was really nice and she was actually a really helpful judge. But she's like telling Jake and I, like, "All right, you guys should do this," or it's really impressive that this team did this. I'm like, yeah, we know, <laughs> we've been there. Oh, said, we know a thing or two because we've seen a I thing said, or two. I was just yeah. about to say, I said the farmers insurance yeah. line. We know a thing or two because we've seen yeah. a thing or two. So, I guess. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about? I know, Katie, you wanted to kind of just like tell what first is, like yeah. more from the organization standpoint. We'll get, we'll get into it deeper. I know you guys probably have some more questions about it. So first is an acronym, and it stands for for inspiration and recognition of science and technology. So basically, the whole premise is bringing STEM to students. You knew that. I kind of knew it was an acronym, but I've never heard I it before. Knew it was an acronym. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I knew it was an acronym. I, I'd read it once, but I didn't know it like that. <laughs> Dang. So uh, the whole organization is split up into four different groups. There's First Lego League Junior, First Lego League, which we all were in. Basically, that's a little less as significant, not less significant, but extreme as mm, what sure. our team is in. We're in FTC, which stands for First Tech Challenge. And then there's FRC, which is First Robotics Competition. And that's a little bit like BattleBots. I would compare it to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like BattleBots. They don't actually fight each other. Yeah, contact is probably, uh, what's the word, not condoned. Yeah. yeah, but I guess if you want to imagine it from this, like, first Lego League, right, their table, say, is like eight foot by three foot or four foot. Mm -hmm. And then go yeah. to our game mat, ours is like 12 by 12. And then FRC is like, you know, like 30 feet by 30 yeah. feet. It, you like know, the competition and the tasks that need to be completed just get bigger and bigger, which yeah. requires you to do well more I, another, and more things. I think another good gauge of it is in the Lego League, the the, the little little one. 
So you have or the littler one. Yeah. The age uh, groups I believe for that is sixth grade to freshman, right? I think the first Lego League, we started in fourth grade. Oh, so but fourth grade to eighth grade? To eighth, yeah. yeah. Like Most that, yeah. of the age groups overlap a little bit. Like oh, FTC, okay. you can start in seventh yeah. grade, where in FLL, you can age out after eighth yeah. grade. So. Yeah. But yeah, like a little gauge of it is like, so the Lego League, uh, you're not allowed to touch the mat when the robots are running, right? Uh, in a competition. But you're like right there in the lip, like the barrier is like this big. Mm-hmm. Uh, FTC, which is what they're in. Uh, they have a bigger wall. The mat's bigger, and you got to stand back. You got to wear safety goggles and stuff. And then uh, uh, what's it's a FRC F, yeah. FRC. Uh, there's a cage protecting everything. Yeah, like this, like a cage. Still wearing goggles. So, you were like five feet back, so it gets intense. Yeah, I guess to describe like what the tasks are, you guys want to explain what this year was, like what your goals mm. of the battle, the, the field so, of play. Yeah, FLL. Typically, it's like multiple tasks spread out over the whole table but in FTC it's more of a centralized task but there's a lot of different ways to do it um, so this year it involves taking cones that are like red and blue so there's like two teams and it's just whoever like gets the most cones on they're like each point value based out and everything so you, you stack them up yeah pretty much just stack them on these like yellow giant yellow poles gotcha. that they have so definitely is a challenge the main challenge is being able to make your robot be able to like lift all yeah. the way up and mm. get it put it up there i mean yeah and do, would you like to walk us through some of that process about like the robot itself because i'm sure everybody has an idea now but they're not quite sure what yeah. the robots are looking like right go now through the, go through the specs and yeah. your normal materials yeah. so, you'll see on a robot the specs um it's 18 by 18 by 18 so 18 mm. wide long tall and then it can expand after that but it just has to be able to fold down into that so ours we have like a lift where we can lift all the way up but when our lift is closed we're 18 inches or just just mm. under and um it can weigh i think up to 40 pounds which usually nobody's usually that close to it we got close <laughs> we did um gosh i can't think of any of the other specs that would be so what what do you like you said you had a slide like a linear rail like what do you make it out of so yeah you can use pretty much any types of parts that you want um basically all the teams use metal we did see a team at we had a competition at wall park they used wood on theirs Mm -hmm. they had a substantial amount of wood on there they like laser cut and everything but yeah the tasks there's not really any specific website that you have to buy it from like with the legos you had to get official lego parts Mm -hmm. with the ftc there's all sorts of websites you can buy from you can make your own parts you can yeah i was gonna mention that if you are able to you can completely fabricate the entire yeah the entire robot except for i guess the communications between the first software which Mm -hmm. is kind of how you um how your robot communicates between the like phones that you press start with and that you hook up the controllers with i'll add something to that for first lego league your robot is completely pre-programmed and ftc you have 30 seconds at the beginning it's called autonomous and that's pre-programmed and you don't touch the robot you just press the play button and then after that there's a driver controlled period so that's also programmed but you're controlling the robot with a controller so i think that's a yeah. little bit of difference yeah should add that yeah. 
Well, I guess from now on, we'll just, like, stick to the FTC. Because yeah. that's yeah. what we're all more mm-hmm. yeah. versed in. So, yeah, you said we use phones. That was actually, they came out with a new way to do that. Yeah. They have, like, a... We're old school yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> we're outdated. Ancient. Um, they have this, it's basically just a phone. But there's a driver hub, which has some USB ports you can plug uh, the controllers into. And then there's a control hub on the robot. So it basically acts like the phone did and you would have to have a hub for all your motors so it just acts like the phone and the hub all together so then those the driver and the control hub communicate between each other and then you can also um, hook up a computer if you want to do like programming for it uh, yeah so so let's see so you mentioned programming a little bit, and we don't have to go into terrible detail because people usually have a pretty good idea. I mean, you just there's a code. If you understand it, you type in it, and then it usually does what you want. If you don't understand it, just looks like gibberish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't understand it for what two and a half years when I was the head programmer. Oh yeah, it was, somehow a robot just moved sometimes. It just did it, man. <laughs> well, I was there for I was sitting at that computer for a long time, and then after so much trial and error, it just works, man. Um, but what about what about your your team specifically? You know, can you tell us about your team, how it got started? We don't. No, just the team, the team or the club doesn't matter. So basically, these two right here, I guess you could say, were the founders of the FTC team. Yeah. In my you opinion, you played them, bro. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really mean. <laughs> you made them yeah, say that. That's all. fair enough. <laughs> I didn't try. So, uh, after 8th grade, they were aging out of FL. They could do that no longer. So, they created the FTC team, and, you know, this, this is how far we've yeah. come. Pretty exciting. Yeah. So, I guess one thing I want to mention on uh, FT- our first as a program, they focus a lot on the competition, but I think equally they focus on yeah. um, expanding the program and sharing it to other people so me and isaiah actually got the judge last week and there's yeah. a couple awards you can get so they have their engineering focus awards which are innovate and think so those are innovates kind of if you have an innovative robot something new that people haven't seen which is what me and isaiah specifically judged on saturday yeah. think is kind of if you're do very well at breaking down the whole engineering design process of your robot throughout the year and yep there's also the design yeah design as well and then they have like outreach and um team focus it's like awards like softer skills kind of stuff you know what i mean i I guess is a a way to describe it there's definitely a word but actually they use a certain word to describe it how would you guys all describe that gracious professional (laughs) there you go you can't hit me like that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's that's the cool thing about first is they really focus on like always trying to show more people get outreach like spread the word of first and involve more people as well they have a big focus on gaining new mentors mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if yeah so sometimes throughout throughout today we'll yeah. definitely talk about like what you guys have done for outreach and whatnot or you can talk about now so yeah at so would have been two weeks ago at van Wert, we actually got a award for outreach we got it was like connect award or something from because we did 419 nutrition energy we did the basketball game halftime thingy. Mm-hmm. What else did we do? Social media is just writing letters mm-hmm. to our community. Yeah. Now you guys have been on a podcast. We're on yeah. A podcast. So, yeah, yeah. I'd say the the biggest thing that first wants to do 
they they like promoting like engineering and stuff like that. But the biggest thing that they want to do is they want to take kids and they want to instill like really positive values, like teamwork, uh, communication, um, like like tenacity and like just um, friendly competition is a big one. And they translate that to a lot of different things. And so that for that reason, they want people to like spread the word and get them to like gain those skills, new kids. Yeah, and I think that's really shown in first. Um, they always have the saying when they're showing out the game mat is they say. Um, your opponents in one competition can be your alliance in the next yeah. competition. So how this works is um, it's all on a field and it's team-based. So there's two two robots, and two, which is two separate teams competing for the blue team, then two for the red, right? And there's qualification matches, which make your seeding for the end of the day, which we'll get into later. But basically, you are randomly assigned a team that you have to participate with. Which, you know, sometimes you can get a high-level robot, sometimes you get a low-level robot. And there's strategies of, you know, making your robot good regardless or making your robot really, um, what's the word I'm looking for, compatible robot. that can Like work versatile. With, yeah, versatile yeah. that can work with other teams. You know, so what do you, got, what do you guys think about that? Do you like the fact that you get random teams and you get to see a bunch of different teams throughout the day? So I think it's good how they do it because we don't usually know. We usually get there like 7 in the morning or whatever, and we don't usually know who we're with until nine o'clock yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. so it does kind of help because if they didn't do it like that you know they'd send it out the day before and like all these teams would be like going back and forth like how do we work together and mm-hmm. like kind of cheat a little bit but I, I think it's nice how they do it um, and it is fun you do meet a lot of people so I really like that aspect of it um, it is involved with scouting so we have to actually go and talk to the teams and meet new people instead of being your own team and reserved mm-hmm. and making a really good robot it forces you to be friends with everyone i guess yeah just be outgoing and kind of build upon those skills like meeting new people you know um and sometimes it even requires like respectfully like taking charge and you know kind of making decisions and like we have we only have so much time to figure things out and so, like, you kind of have to, like, select a, a leader of some sort. Yeah. Like they said, I mean, you don't you don't know who you're working with until day of. Yeah. And then, I mean, things happen. It gets it gets uh, hectic. Yeah. And sometimes you're meeting with a team that you're about to go compete with, like, five minutes beforehand. Yeah. And you're talking about game strategy, and they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, well, we can do this. So, And it just, it, it just depends, you know. Like, if you, we've always been teetering between like a high sometimes have been like a high level robot and sometimes been a little over robot. you guys this season we've watched high level i mean come on it's good but uh sherman i always uh leaned like in between um and so it's definitely you can definitely tell like you go up to a team and they're talking about strategy and they're like yeah we can do this and we can do this and we can do this really fast and they're like okay um we can be out of the way and we can park at the end and get some points yeah well, and, we always you, know, you just have to like because that's the best thing for your alliance. So that's what you do. Yeah, we pride ourselves a lot on consistency. Like our robot, yeah, yeah, had a couple good things it could always do, and it would always be able to do them. And yeah. that was really good. Uh, and yeah. you guys saw that on Saturday when you competed. I mean, you, mm-hmm. consistency won you, and it got you to you guys are second seed, right? Yeah. So you guys want to get into how the whole? Uh, I mean, I barely even understand it sometimes. Oh my lord! <laughs> but the ranking system. Uh, oh kind of getting to the, the final yeah, you, of like the actual ro- that down. of the actual robot competition i learned a lot more about how it works this past saturday yeah but uh chris yeah. thank you yeah, thank shout you, out chris 
He was another judge. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris, he, that is one dedicated man. He knows his stuff. It's unbelievable. Okay, so I guess you have uh, each team gets six qualification matches, and so that makes around 30-ish total matches. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how many teams are there. Yeah. So yeah. At last week it was six. The week before it was like four or five, I think. On average, they usually have about 20 yeah. teams total competing at these yeah. meets or more. And you get ranked off of how many matches you won. Your alliance won, so that's if you were on the red or the blue. And then you also get ranked with the high score, your your score at the end. And then there's a, like a lot of tiebreaker points, but I guess we won't get into that. So there's a leaderboard that's constantly being changed throughout the day. At the end of the qualification matches, you get some time to choose an alliance capt or a, a team captain and all the team captains will line up in the gymnasium and they'll pick the final alliances so we got second in the qualification matches but that doesn't mean we got second overall in the entire competition because we go into finals and it's like a tournament style so uh yeah kind of like a bracket mm-hmm. they have four so they have the top four teams get to be alliance captains and they start with team number one and they can pick they can ask any other team that's there to like kind of join them so they can ask one of the other top four team top three teams that are with them and they can either choose to accept or decline and then team number one has to ask somebody else if they decline if they accept then they then it goes to like the second person in line yeah and why this all matters i guess to put like a little bit more perspective onto it is um, how you place throughout all the different awards, that being the Think Award, the Inspire Award, which is the top award, and then being the winning alliance captain and being the the first selection of the winning alliance, that all places you in an order to move on to state. And yeah. why I say places you in an order, the, um, top four teams in that placement go on to state. So you have a bunch of qualification matches throughout Ohio, and they move on. How many teams? Like 40 teams get to go on the state? 30, 30, 36. 36 yeah. teams total get to go on to state. And why I say the top four is say the team that got the second, was ranked second, is already going on to state, it'll bump down. Mm-hmm. So then say the first, third, fourth, and fifth, they will all go on to state. I mean, I've seen situations where like the top seven somehow are all going on state. Like once you get to meets later in the year, so your lower down positions can get you to move on to state. They've got it on like their website, like fifty oh, yeah. something team, like fifty order. I compare it to the um, uh, yeah, the um, the presidential secession. Wait, what? Secession. Talking to your mic, bro. If you're gonna say secession. So pretty much, obviously, like you know, vice president takes over. Something happens to the president. But if you really look at it, I mean, they go to like fifty. It's right. crazy. Oh, yeah. All the all the cabinet members and everything have a have a position to fill, which I think is really cool. That's, so that's how I always like to describe it as or compare it to. Yeah. So that's why you would say no if like the first seed is picking the second seed, because if you are the captain of the winning alliance, you have a higher priority mm-hmm. than your first selection. I mean, I think it's a difference between third priority and sixth or seventh priority. So it's a it's a decent difference. Um, yeah. But um, another thing with the declining, if the first place team asks the second place team and the second place team declines, they're still able to pick teams. Yes. But if you're not in the f- top four uh, positions and you decline, you're not going to be able to be picked by yeah, any of the yeah. teams. You're just out. So if, Which, you're not, if you're not a captain, 
Unless you want to go home early. Yeah. yeah. It's worth saying, yeah. yeah. Got somewhere to be. Yeah, we got yeah. a long drive. Like, ah, yeah, kind of. We already packed up. Didn't think we could pick. I wasn't Sorry, expecting yeah. this. Yeah. And uh, if the first, if the second place team does say yes to the first place team, then the fifth place team gets mm-hmm. moved up to an alliance captain. So that's, yeah. I think, where it gets really complicated and confusing to people. Because you could be like the sixth like the sixth place team and end up picking yeah seventh potentially right not quite sure but when it it does come to scouting and strategizing if you are still sitting in the fifth and sixth spot it's important to talk to teams oh yeah absolutely and figure out who you're gonna pick because you might be in that situation yeah yeah Yeah. even like all day we're like talking to teams like for the end you're talking to teams or most of the teams are talking some teams kind of like sit in their own corner but yeah well, i mean what i recommend you guys doing more is and what i wish we would have done more is like when like you have your set like five people that need to kind of work on the robot or address issues with the robot but other people in the team that are more like focused on maybe outreach or whatnot they should be out in the stands watching other teams yeah. writing down the numbers writing down the score writing down pros and cons benefits you know compared Absolutely. to their game strategy which they should know you know so we've been working a lot with strategy because uh, our first competition, Van Wert, we got second last, and then a week later we got second in the qualification matches. That's pretty good. And it kind of threw us really off guard being not even in the finals mm. to having to choose who oh, you're yeah. going to work with in the finals. So we've been working a lot with strategy. We have uh, half-sheet pieces of papers that just has certain words that you can circle the answer to, like whether they start on the right or the left side of the game match in autonomous. And we use those to go to the teams and circle it and then we plug it into an excel sheet but within the last week i well yesterday night made um an excel with equations and whatnot and we made a priority list of what we want other robots to have mm. or what's not so important for them to have and we made them like point valued and it adds all up but another thing that we've been looking into and we might do next year is actually physically tallying every robot and like every cone they get on a tower and whatnot but realistically you have to have someone on each robot so like four people per match and they're going to be doing that all day and we're not quite sure if we have the numbers yet but we have been talking to another team we might send two of our people to their people so we'll see how that works next weekend yeah we have some local teams that we go to pretty much every competition together with yeah so that's, those are nice connections to have yeah. and first likes that they like teams working together i mean they absolutely. only do i think seven state qualifier like competitions in the whole state oh really yeah, yeah. there's only seven i guess that makes sense because we do go like two hours away for some of them yep. uh-huh. yeah absolutely. and i remember i remember uh, our coach greg um but shout out to him i mean he's done i mean him he uses so first of all this man uses allows us to use his entire basement. I mean, except for like probably twenty square feet of yeah. it, to have completely transformed it into an FLL and FTC um, practice and just building area. There it's was like, one time where there was one, two, three, four total F F or first, first teams in that yeah. basement. What's well, are we call our club FLRC? It's Fort Lauderdale Robotics yeah, Club. Yeah, FLRC teams in that basement. And, I mean, at the same time, and it's. For a couple months of the year, I mean, he has practice. I mean, some team is practicing at all times, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. he constantly has people coming over every night. And, I mean, great, great coach. He's helped a lot of and affected a lot of I, us. I still don't think he's gotten his trophy for uh, coach of the year. Yeah. Himself. He won. From, like, 2017, yeah. 2018. 2018, it would have been. It's the Compass Award, which is, like, the, 
That was an FLL. It was like the yeah. Lego trophy thing. Yeah. That's not the Compass Award. In well, oh, he yeah. just never got it. I don't yeah. think yeah. he he got. I think he got it in in. We got it for him in FTC once, I believe. Yeah, I, I know. We also got our other coach. Um, he worked at Honda, and Brett was his name. We got it for him too, and that was awesome because when he when he won that Compass Award, dude, that sits in my memory all the time. We just go. <laughs> We went crazy. I mean, our little section of like twenty people in this whole like uh, you know stands yeah. inside of a gymnasium just that was awesome. erupted. It was awesome. And they, I can't remember what he was doing. Wasn't he just on his phone? He's like, yeah. my name? <laughs> he was on his phone. He's like, he's like right, huh? Brett, get up there. And he's like, Nah, quit pulling my quit pulling my leg. <laughs> and we're like, No, Brett, like, you have to go take that name. award. And he's like, Huh? <laughs> and then stands up, walks down there, and we're all changing. Brett, Brett, Brett. Because <laughs> well, the it team has amazing. to nominate him for the award, and most of the I don't think they always tell the coach, like the team. Oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's a secret. Yeah, sometimes it's yeah. a secret. So. And uh, so you make a little video for him, and our video was absolutely awesome. We it did we did the thing from Survivor where, like, you placed your vote. So then we all, like, came up and had our little, like, five seconds. So these videos have to be under 60 seconds. Yeah. And we're like, I nominate Brett because such and such. Then move on to the next person. So it was a little cool video. Yeah. It was sick. It was, it was awesome. So where were we? Something that I wanted to talk about to show people. So, first is a great time. FTC is such a great time. It's such a positive impact on anybody who's in it. But I don't want to understate the difficulty of it, especially for yeah. everybody involved, like the team. Like, you guys are crazy. So, I'll say this, and I'll kind of throw it back to you guys, see what you guys have to say. But basically, especially for a competition, the second you walk in the doors of the comp like the competition, you are on a time crunch with everything. Do you guys have anything to say about that? Or I can keep going? Or? Keep going. All right. So it's, a, it's, I mean, it's a time crunch. Um, one good example, our first year we did it, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, there were just four of us at the time because everyone else was still in FLL. Um, and we had a little robot. It was basically just like it just pushed things around. And it had one hook on it. I was going to say, it didn't just do that. It had it a hook on it. And then it could like self. raise itself up on something on the game mat. And that's that's really all it did. Um, and that was the one function it had. And it broke our like first like big competition. So like that was the... I, don't, I wouldn't say I was stressed. But I, that was like the most motivated and time conscious I've ever been. Because you're between matches... Especially when the matches start, you're between matches. You have like 20 minutes to get this thing up and running yeah. and functioning. Well, remember, again. we pretty much rebuilt the entire thing during our lunch break. Yeah, off, we, like one slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, we, we we get an hour of lunch or whatever, 45 minutes, and we're like, well, that's that's honestly just extra well, time. They, so. You guys actually have it easier now because the judging used to be like the day of the competition, so yeah. you would get all of your judging done in the morning, which you meet with, you know, mm -hmm. two or three volunteers, and they ask you question, or you give a little presentation, then they ask you questions to see if you qualify for certain award categories, and there's a whole process with it. That used to be like day of. So it now will you be day of for Sylvania. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's yeah. Be COVID threw a loop in that, so they really liked it being over Zoom. So if they had judges living far away, they didn't have to go yeah. to the school yeah. and judge us. But Sylvania will have in-person judging, which is kind of scary because none of the members on our team have experienced that since it's been the last yeah. Yeah. three years. Well, the judge we worked with, we had one team that we – so we judged two teams or three teams. Three, teams, three on Zoom, teams on Zoom. Yeah. Three teams on Zoom on Thursday, and we judged one team in person. And the after it was done, it was a younger team, and the other judge we were working with, she was like, "Ah, oh, man, it must be so nerve-wracking to do it in person. I'm like, that's what we grew up with. Like, I that's ten times I, prefer doing an interview or anything in person. Yep. 
than over Zoom. Dude, because you know, like, we've had it a few times. There's an awkward delay. Like, if they ask a question, you respond, and then they, like, clarify. Or, like, we're, like, trying to figure out what to say, and then they just, yeah. like, say something, and then we start. and You go from the point you're talking at the same time, and then nobody's talking for, like, five you, seconds. Yeah, you both just That stop. just doesn't happen in person. Yeah, so. yeah. It's also kind of hard to hear them over the Zoom call. Yeah. I feel like we've had a couple misunderstandings. Oh, yeah. Especially with some of the judges having more of an accent. It is, you mm-hmm. do have to, like, really pay mm-hmm. attention. You can't be, like, doing anything else. Yeah, yeah, we've we've had that like once or twice on Zoom just from the three teams that we judged, you know. But I, I see both sides, especially if you haven't done it in person ever. That's a whole new level of kind of. Yeah, I don't think anybody on our team has done it in person because our first year would have been the ring year, and oh. that was all on Zoom. The whole competition was on Zoom. You didn't even go to do the game in person. <laughs> yeah, everything we did, was on we did Zoom. one scrimmage that year in person. That year was horrible. <laughs> The rings were fun. Man. Our because, robot well, was nice. Though. Our robot, our when robot. it booted up, dude, yeah, it sounded like a yeah. oh jet Air Force One off. helicopter. Yeah. So I guess the concept of this awesome. game, Matt, was you had to nice. you had to take on flat rings and then shoot them into three levels, three different stage levels, right? Yeah. So it was we like had a this, carnival game basically. We had a center. We had our launching ring at the very top. It pretty much just we pressed the ring in between a wheel spinning and then like a plate. And that we had that wheel spinning. I think it was sixteen hundred RPM. Yeah. No, no, no. It was well, a six thousand RPM oh, motor. It was six thousand. Six thousand. So we would start a robot, no bad. and you yeah. would hear this absolute jet engine start warming up, uh, and it, it would shake the metal like firing thing. So it was just the whole thing was shaking. I mean, you felt it, and your bones were shaking. You're like, I'm gonna right, like, try to find a video so we can splice that in there. Oh, it, it is, is so awesome. Good. But it, I mean, it worked. Those things. We had the fastest, like. Exit velocity. Oh, yeah. Those things, you could hear them leave. Like, not just like oh, the yeah. plate and like sliding. You could hear go. We didn't take it, didn't take it from the program. <laughs> yeah, but. You know how many mean, things I could do with a 6,000 RPM motor? Spin things at 6,000 RPM. Spin things at 6,000 RPM. I still remember one day Brett was walking downstairs and we were revving up that. I told this story on during our break, but. Mm-hmm. Which was a short break. We're doing good. Good turnaround. <laughs> and he walks downstairs. He goes, What in the world is that? And then we we point our robot towards him, like, not intentionally or anything. He puts his hands up, backs away a little bit. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have that to worry. Fun. We didn't have to worry it's about it. Sometimes. Sometimes people watch it. Take your sunglasses off. There you go. There you go. Now you can see us. <laughs> it was a lot better in the first half. I'm not going to cap. Kind of to put the brightness up a little bit, I guess. <sighs> it's too far. Katie's so technical with all this exposure yeah. stuff. Not even <laughs> saying it into the mic. If it was that is, hey, yo, ain't that a little dark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flexing her, flexing her photography abilities. Shout it out. Go ahead. Shout it it's out. It's my camera that they use. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's her photography, yeah. Also, yeah, if you, you look go. at our Instagram account, you can find it by seeing who we follow because we follow your account. Yep. Thank you. So, yeah. Anyways, um... Yeah. So, any, anything else? Like, what's what's all unique about your guys as a robot? You got anything that's like, bruh? I think crazy. something this about our teams. We we usually do like a pretty simple robot every year, but it gets the job done. This year we have uh, a turntable, so we're able to pick up the game elements, the cones from 180 degrees. But we haven't exactly used that in competition yet, which is kind of like what's mm. hurting us on the Innovate Award if we are up for that award. So, yeah, our, we have a claw, just a 
basic claw design on a linear slide and then that whole thing we can make turn so the main reason we don't use is just uh, user error your claws made out of this oh yeah we use those wheels it's just <laughs> a wheel now this those are the best wheels bro we did steal well I say we I someone put it in his pocket bro. and just forgot about it uh, the amount of allen wrenches I have uncomprehendable <laughs> is unbelievable yeah sorry Joe go ahead so yeah the main reason we don't use it is because it's just I think what we need to do is put it on the same controller that's doing like the actual turning because you get two drivers so there's two controllers and as of right now how we have it is one um, one controller does all of the wheels so all of the turning mm -hmm. driving stuff and one does pretty much everything else so raising it up and down mm -hmm. opening the claw and then the turntable and I yeah, having just, having two people control the gyration of where the the drop zone is, yeah, would kind of just be not it's functional. It's hard to yeah between them communicate. Them. Have you thought about using a machine state in your program so that the driver can only click one button and then it'll rotate one eighty degrees and then one eighty degrees back? I have thought about that, but I haven't really. We're kind of working on I mean, our yeah i mean you guys yeah you guys have out, like yeah. i said priorities it's a time so, crunch man uh, yeah absolutely i have thought about it but i just don't know how like accurate it would be yeah. and i mean you guys yeah at this point in your season you guys are also doing very well and so to add a different element that'll change it yeah. like variations could be good or they could be bad at this point in time yeah. so at right now and as far as the robot goes we're focusing on our autonomous because mm. at wallpox last weekend we basically just drove forward and guessed where to park. You can read this signal cone that you have, yeah. and it'll tell you where to park because they like randomize it and turn it every round. But ours, we didn't have the capability to do that, so we kind of just guess, and it's like 20 points or whatever if you guess. So it's a substantial amount of points, um, but we're trying to work on actually being able to read it. And so instead of having a like one in three chance, we get it every time. And then also being able to put cones onto the towers, you can put, you can do that during autonomous. Right. So. So you were actually, I remember this from last weekend. You were like really, like proud because that camera started working. You got that camera up and running, and that's a cool thing. Like, this robotic stuff is kind of difficult even mm -hmm. at this level because you got a camera, you set it up, you get it to the point where your robot can read and recognize images and like yep. compute that into certain actions that you don't even control with the controller yeah you know? something we never implemented in yeah. our years of doing it yeah so the autonomous most of the time in the engineering world it's like a machine that can make decisions on its own and do stuff on its own so like you have autonomous cars which mm -hmm. would be like tesla self-driving so for ours we can use a like just a regular computer webcam that plugs into your hub via usb and it you we found this program off the internet off github that can read these basically like QR codes and you print them out and put them on your sleeve and then put that on the cone and then they just turn it and so when you start it'll like read it and it will be able to know like which one it's seeing mm -hmm. based on the rotation so haven't got it working well I mean the reading part it knows what it's looking at and like it knows what's seen the camera parts pretty much all done just the driving is what we're working on right now right so it needs to know what to do after it after it reads it. Yep. Yeah. So that's another thing with crunch time we have. Today's Saturday, our competition is in a week and we have to we have that 
webcam working, but we have just added a touch sensor for our autonomous, and then we have to program those, and that's just the programming aspect. We're making changes on the robot. We're currently like rebuilding the claw just in case it breaks during competition, so we don't have to like frantically rush and find pieces. We cut those out on the Wazer, so we got those pieces cut. We're rebuilding backups, and then the outreach portion this um, for our engineering presentation in front of the judges you have to have a portfolio which is you have a whole notebook which tells you the judges everything you've done throughout the season and the portfolio is the notebook in 15 pages so we're making changes to that uh, there's promote video we're making changes to that it's just there's a lot of stuff it's hard for us computers remember to put that VR set down there we might have gotten a little distracted a few times <laughs> Yeah, just like once, twice, is 18. Yeah, so that me and awesome. my brother are on the team, and we have one. We just refrained from bringing it over because I know that's what we would do for the whole two hours or whatever it's we were there each night. Yeah, it's a good idea. You can do that at the end when you guys, like, go to state and win. Yeah. And you know what I mean? That's Celebrate. You got to put a cool sticker on your other kids. There was one of my most memorable things. <laughs> we, we had an intake this was This was one year we call it our scissor lift year. Yeah. Scissor lift and it could elevate itself up on the intake portion. We had Luke, you guys all know. Yep. Uh, he was in a swimsuit, and I don't even know how we got the photo, but he's he was just, just sitting there. He's like striking a pose. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah, and somebody, one of my other friends, um, like put it like made a sticker out of it and just and texted me. It's like cropped uh, his whole body. Text me out of the blue. He's like, Do you want a sticker of Luke? And I said, Absolutely. Why would you ever have to even ask that question? Just bring it to me so we got it we got one sticker and we slapped it on there and that was so memorable because that was still in person at the time like judging everything oh my gosh people ate it up it's like why who is that oh that's just her friend why is he is he on the robotics team nope no i don't even know if he knows we have the sticker he i i don't we might have told him one time it's stuff he's definitely forgotten about it but it was so funny and we put uh we etched I know we didn't etch. No, we etched Supreme into one thing, but then we had we found a label maker one time, and man, we got after some shenanigans with that thing. We put like Supreme, Supreme, like the the brand. We we printed that off. We slapped it like on the robot, like four different places. I think one time we did etch it into a three D printed piece. Yeah, it was like a game token or something. Yeah, and it just put Supreme on it, like underneath our team name and stuff like that. That was fun. That was we fun. Made, so me and Isaiah, we made it to state one time. And that was in 2019. So. Was, Did you guys actually it. go? Like, goes. No, we didn't go. Was that Did the COVID? Did we make it state over uh, COVID year? We qualified over COVID. They just canceled the state competition. Yeah. Was that the year? No, we made it when they did all in person, and state was supposed to be in March, and then March was like when everything got shut down yeah. in 2019. Yeah. So we, we were going to go like to an in-person state, which was probably going to be mm -hmm. you know, a blast, like one of the best days ever. And then they got canceled. Yeah. So that was important. But it's all right. made it, they were sick. So, so, um, to preface this, the first meet of the season, dead last of you not second last we got that yeah, yeah yeah and this was four years ago our second year four years ago we're one year out your sophomore year so yeah, yeah four years ago 2019 so yeah 
first meet got last. I mean, we all fell off mid-competition. This was our scissor lift year. Scissor lift was sick. Um, so what we, what we tried to do is we tried to actually tip over the robot. Couldn't, couldn't move it. So we just kind of messing around. Got dead last. That was the that was somehow the most got, fun match I've ever somehow played. Somehow got third in Inspire, though. That didn't move us on in the state, but it, it like, motivated us a little bit. Next week, I think we were like in the top ten. Not a picking alliance, but I think we made it to a final alliance. With like the fourth seed, so we didn't, we weren't able to do much, and we lost the first seed right away. But like, all right, progress, progress. And then the next week, final chance to get to state, right? Yeah. We had to clutch up all day. We're clutching up. We put new back wheels on on the robot specifically so it could drift, save like point one seconds. Put uh, um, what they call coaster wheels. Yes. Caster wheels. Casters. Caster wheels. So. They just slide, and we had front-wheel drive robots, so we could drift around these corners. Which was the it actually worked so well. Above and under, uh, or just under. What it what it was, yeah, what it was is you stuck, you stacked blocks. You took blocks from one side of the game, Matt. You had to go under a bridge, and then you had to stack the blocks up. So you get to a point where you have to pick up a block, go under the bridge, then raise up, drop it off, put it on your tower, then lower real quick, and you know, and you do have turns to make in there too. Yeah. So the tricky thing is, was there was two lows and then one moderately high, but the moderately high was over this plastic plate, and our back wheels had no traction on that plastic plate. I mean, we could spin 180s on that thing. It's craziness. So went to the lows, and one of my most memorable things. This wasn't a farther off match, but probably my most memorable thing is the lower corners could fit two robots pretty much exactly side by side, right? So there's one robot on the wall going through, and we probably had one inch clearance our total one inch clearance, so half inch clearance on both sides. We skirt in there, we turn, we drift, and then go straight, get traction, drive through, we go through simultaneously at the same exact time, both drop off brakes, and then we go back out. Crazy, and that was with band work. But anyways, we finished as a fourth seed. Technically, technically a drafting lines, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of had things talked over. So what we thought was going to happen was this team fan work, which is kind of a powerhouse, definitely in our years, they were better. Van Wert, yeah, 100%. They had a varsity team and a JV team. Their varsity team was first seed, obviously, their studs and everything. And then their JV team was third seed. So everyone, kind of in the whole entire building, kind of thought, you know, you know, Van Wert's varsity was going to pick their JV. And then the yeah. local team, Coldwater, was second seed. We were fourth team, so it was kind of... I, I want to point out, too. Van Wert's JV team was also under the impression that Van Wert's oh, yeah. varsity team would select them. Yeah, they, they were a little shocked. So, Van Wert's varsity team goes up there, and they go to draft, and they're like, it's pretty much you say your team number, and then you say the team number that you want to draft. And they go up, and they say their team number, and then they say Coldwater's team number, and the whole gym's like, what? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So, first seed goes with the second seed. We get bumped up to third seed. Third seed gets bumped up to the second seed. Second seed picks us. Which is now Van Wert's JV team. Van Wert's JV team and us are alliance. We yeah. accept because I mean, we could have taken the risk to climb be our own alliance captain, but we felt just because it was probably the best option just to go. It was oh, by far the best option. They were the yeah. Best team. At the very least, it was the most fun by far. Oh, yeah. What not? And then, so new third, fourth seed come up and they pick all different people, right? So the alliances get made up. We're the second seed and kind of the enemy is the first seed. So we're not playing, you know, obviously how brackets work, but one, four goes the other, and two and three. So we battle the three, we win. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I have to say, the alliances are made of three teams. The 
Captain Alliance has to play every match, and then it's best to go to three, and each alliance uh, picked team, right? I think the team that were chosen have to play one. Yeah, they have to play to one. The third, then you get to choose like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it. purely by wins. It's not like even if you win by one point, it's still a win. Yeah, it's just a win. Yep. Yeah, yeah, really by wins. And I'd say the third one that our um, our alliance picked, oh, they were awesome. They were cool. They they came in in suits, man. And we usually are like one of the best dressed there because we have polos. Well, their team, we were. Um, these guys came in in suits. They had one guy. He was the driving coach, which is just somebody that's there behind the controllers during the game uh, that kind of just shouts out things that they could do or tells about time. His designated role outside of that was to take a lint roller and like clean off their guy, the the controller dri- the driver's suits and everything before the match starts. Oh, it was awesome. Did they have a briefcase for the controllers, or am I imagining that? I think we might have joked about them needing one. I think I've we said. Seen I think some teams do that. I think we talked about them needing one. They could bring it out, set it down, open it up, take the controls up. So good. But anyways, as as the story goes, we we do good. We beat the third seed. The first seed beats the fourth seed. So it's us, and it's kind of David versus Goliath. The way the whole yeah. thing is feeling. Us versus the first seed. Van was JV that got snubbed down, didn't get picked by the varsity against the varsity. And obviously, it wasn't like all hatred and stuff. We we're kind of over. It was. It was at the time. But we were involved in that necessarily. Yeah, we weren't really involved in that, but we were just helping. Yeah. We got hype because of it. It was like a storyline for real. Oh, it was awesome. The underdog. Yeah. Yeah. We go in there, and I think... It went to three matches. Yeah, it went to three matches. Van Wert competes with the Jackets first. Yep. Because they were doing a little bit better than us or about time. And somehow they lose them. I mean, it was, that was that was top seed versus Vanwert's, uh, but it was real close. It was by a couple points. That's Vanwert's um, top seed with their cold water, so with their first first pick. pick yeah. And it was, and we were obviously their second or their first. We were the first pick, but we didn't compete first. So we go in the second one. We win the best match, so it's one and one. Vanwert's got a tough decision. We to clutched up, by the way. Yeah, we clutched up. We clutched up. I think that's the moment when we had, like I, I said, we both crossed under the thing. Yeah, the that's what it was. I mean, it was like me and Isaiah were telepathically. But then our thoughts would merge and telepathically communicate with an alliance, you know, JV I think, dude, I think the only things we said the whole time was inside, outside, and like turning or something. So that we knew, like, oh, hop over here, blah, blah. blah. And normally you're, maybe not with the other team, but you're communicating a lot, at least with your partner. It was a stressful match. It was fun, but it was stressful. We didn't say much. The more you guys are working together, the more you have to communicate together. Yeah. So. The final third match, it comes up. It's uh, Van Wert varsity in cold water, and then you know Van Wert in the sec- Suit, their second the suits. Sec- the suits. We'll call them the suits. I don't know where they're from or what their team number was. And we clutch up the one, and it was, it was crazy. Well, the, the best thing about it was it was seriously like an underdog score because Van Wert's varsity team was already going to state, but their JV team wasn't. So if they would have picked their JV team. And one, their JV team by default would be going to state, but they didn't pick them, and that's why everyone thought they were going to pick them. Was just yeah. get the JV team is good enough; they're already a, a captain, so pick them, get get them to state, uh, and they didn't do that. So when that when our alliance won them as a captains, they got to state regardless. They 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 got the qualification. Yeah, and 
then it worked out well for us because how we qualify for states, like I said, if you're the first pick of the winning alliance, mm -hmm. you're like the fifth or sixth. You're, you're fourth. Well, well, fifth because the host team of the competition is automatically qualified oh, to yeah. state, which is how the Van Wert varsity team yeah, was going was to going state to because state. they had hosted a competition pre earlier in the year. You're definitely not fourth because we you're, needed something to happen to they might have changed it. it yeah, it definitely yeah. could have changed. But, yeah, I think we were fit because what ended up happening was Core won the Inspire Award. Mm -hmm. They were already qualified for state, and that pushed us up to go. Yeah, something like that. No, it was it was awesome. It was cool because that was our last like, chance of making that state. So we're hoping to have that situation next weekend because so far we're not qualified for state. Mm. Um, or we're hoping to just be the first Alliance captain and just win it all. Yeah, that would be pretty swell. Not gonna lie. I think how it goes is like obviously like Kate says by default the the team that hosts the meet goes on the state and that's just something first does because it's kind of difficult mm. to get teams that host yeah. the So given that benefit, and that's only seven, you know, like they said, there's only seven qualifiers, but it's only seven teams that move on out of the whole 36. So it doesn't really cause a problem there. And usually high caliber teams that move on from that. So I wouldn't even count them in like that running, but I think first. Guy gets to go on his um, first inspire. Yeah. And then I believe it is first the winning alliance captain, second inspire, and then the first pick of the winning alliance no, captain. I'm pretty sure it's Think. Think is eighth. Think's eighth. Yeah, yeah it's pretty far down. So there, yeah. Coldwater, our Van Wert competition, had qualified for state for Think, which was eighth in succession. So that was kind of crazy because that was our first competition and there were already like multiple teams going on to state. The thing when you're so late in the year like this, like, anything could happen. Anything yeah. inside the top 15 gets you to state because mm. so many teams that have qualified. Basically like half the teams at Sylvania have qualified yeah. Yeah. next weekend. But it, it does, it is like kind of a thing like you kind of want to uh, strategically like the Think Awards 8th and Secession so really go hard in your presentation like going for the Think Award. You know? If if you guys are in a position to either be like uh, your last competition, if you guys are in a position to either be an alliance captain or maybe even be picked, it's such an advantage to know who is already going to state. Because if you're picked by the first seed team, then you know they're going to state. Except because if you guys win, if, if and if they're first seed and they pick you, even though you were a captain or had the chance to be an alliance captain, like there's a strong chance you'll come through. You know what I mean? funny how they do how they do the uh, the whole selection process is one member of your team goes out with one member of every other team they all stand in a line in front of everybody and goes down first pick second pick you know they kind of do the yep. little, little draft oh the funniest thing i've ever seen it's awkward but it's so funny is when like even like the leading alliance, like they're they're like winning dominating the robot portion of the game they go up they don't have a clipboard it's like we pick who's the second who's the second Who's it? Can we get that verified? They've got oh, my the team. Whole oh, okay, yeah, post yeah. We're already. just gonna pick the second one. <laughs> so that was actually something similar to that happened last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we were the second place team, and the first place team. He's like, I actually don't know their numbers, and like looked over and pointed at me, and he's like, their team, and then like looked back. He's like, okay, fourteen two seven nine, and I was I felt really bad because we ended up declining them. We had. Yeah. Our whole succession worked out. We thought we had a really good chance. We lost in the first, first round. First round, yeah. but you know, you live and you learn. Uh, high risk sometimes comes with high reward, and sometimes it comes with no reward. And you choose their own destiny. You win and you're in. That's kind of the 
Yeah. And if if we had even accepted, we still might not have went on. Like it's hard to say. Yeah. You guys should pick the third. And if you didn't get the third seed, you should pick the the eleven seed. The Ben Logan team. Oh yeah. The Ben Logan team. I know who you're talking about. The robot. Yeah, Raider you Robotics. guys. You guys. No, joke. we didn't. We didn't. I don't think so. Anyway, well, Robokai had been very in- Robokai had been very inconsistent throughout the day, so we felt like yeah. best talking with our team mm-hmm. that, you know, we weren't sure if their robot was actually going to work or if it wasn't going to work, whatnot. So, yeah. they get so fancy. Some of those robots out there are so ridiculously fancy. Well, and then they're really impressive on paper. And then they just don't function. Did you guys see their robot? They broke a 3D printed part on like their gripper or whatever. Yeah, they used we to saw it. Up. And they 3D printed it in 30 minutes. They ran their 3D printer at 270% speed to 3D print it while they were there. That's awesome. I think that's cool. We had one, there was one team that their entire yeah. for picking up the cones, they had an entire, was screwed on with like seven screws. And they had an entire backup, like 3D printed backup. Yeah. It was all 3D printed. The whole mechanism from the gear chain to the linear, um, linear slide. They won the Inspire, right? Yes, they won Inspire. Yeah. Oh, uh, so they were in the third place. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we just thought it. That broke. They could just, yeah, they're they like. They could switch it out in like 12 minutes or something. Like, we just thought it took too long to re-spool everything on the linear rail. So we just made a different one and we just. We'll just put it on faster. Like the whole thing just comes off. Like it's NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. It was awesome. It was sweet. Let's see. Is there anything else about first? You want the folks at home to know? Programming sucks. I hate it. It's a lot of work. We start in September and it's currently February, so. Yeah, it's and a long season. It lasts longer than sports does. Most yeah. sports. Sometimes you have an exception. I think it comes in out in August. Yeah, the teaser video. Here's something, because I know our team's pretty bad about it, but also we usually pull through by the end of the season. When did you guys have a robot to like compete? So our team does a community outreach project, and we show our robot at a basketball game, and we had that planned like maybe in like December. We planned it like first weekend of January, that Friday, and it was over Christmas break, and we're like. Maybe we should, you know, start working on the robot. Yeah. At that point, we had a chassis. So probably the first week of January, we had pulled through, got everything together, had our first competition two weeks later. Yeah. It's been like that for years. That, that like, community out, outreach event is always like that. That's the marker. It's like a straight yeah. you got to have your robot. Well, I feel like yeah. most teams either have it done within the first week that the video yeah. comes out or they have it done right before, yep. like the night before the competition they're doing it. Yep. And to be honest, there's no telling that which one works better because we've seen so many other yeah. like teams that with our exact mentality do fantastic, and then so many teams like yeah we were at the the launch party or whatever it's called or I guess they zoomed into it and they said like yeah within 36 hours we had a robot and we just haven't really changed much it just worked but then they don't they don't do fantastic there's the no there's no like updates that you can show the judges between competition right it, it sucks and yeah. you guys are interested definitely look this stuff on youtube and i mean you can go through all the different years so if you want to see the game at from one main as they competed you know look up 2019 yeah see uh, robot games and if you want to see there's always youtube videos it's like uh, robot 12 hours after release yeah see on YouTube, so 
Well, you guys should be able to link our one from Wapak. Do you guys have it the up link on still, The link still works, I think. You can, like, replay the live stream. I don't know we'll how great we'll look the at that. quality we'll of the live stream is, but... If we can do it, we'll put it in the description. So, if you guys are looking down there right now, you should be able to find it. Or I might even stitch some videos in throughout yeah. some of these spots. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Maybe we'll put maybe a little video at the very beginning, just showing like maybe one minute of an FTC round, mm. just so everyone gets the concepts and the yeah. size and everything. Speaking of, I think you're repping a little bit here. Oh, we yeah. didn't we didn't talk about that. Intentionally, bro. Got the nice club club shirt going on here. Yeah. Sponsors on the back and whatnot. So yeah. this is the shirt our FLL kids, they all draw, draw up designs and yeah. put their ideas together and create. And FTC, we just have a nice polo that we get, same one every year. Last name's on the back. Yeah. Team number around the sleeve. It's fresh. So, yeah, it's the, fresh. The FLL, they do all their sponsors on the shirts. But for us, we actually put our sponsors on the robot. Yeah. We have like a whole thing printed well, out. We'll talk about this. We haven't talked about the sponsors. Talk about some fundraising. So there's, because it's, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you got it. So, the founders of the team, they used to walk door-to-door -to, -door to the businesses. That was really nice. And then they created some great relationships that we've kept over the years. As of now, we just send out letters to our community, and there's incentives and donor tiers. So, certain amounts can get your name on the robot, the t-shirts, the banner. Yeah. And then we try to keep that relationship and that bond there by sending out update letters throughout the year and we just let them know how mm -hmm. how we're doing we show our robot off at the basketball game so our sponsors can come and actually see it for themselves and uh an idea that i wanted to maybe implement implement next year is having an option where it's like an email update because we like hand write out all the addresses and print that out and whatnot and i know cold water did that and i thought that'd be them, uh, really neat email subscription yeah. 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 Holding yourself yeah. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But no, uh, judges eat that up, man. They eat it up. They love the outreach and everything. You that's pull been, it out. That's been unplugged for a hot second, but I wasn't sure if it was your microphone. Why <laughs> do you say anything? <laughs> I did, I thought it was an extra microphone. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that's it. It's only like the tenth time we've done it. <laughs> Great. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no well, biggie. how long's a hot second? The At whole least second half. Five minutes, bro. Oh, like, only since I stood up. Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, probably. We should be fine. Or since the break. Maybe before right. that, I don't know. I don't really remember. Hopefully it just happened when I stood up. We can check real quick. Uh, Jacob talks loud enough. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, we'll finish this one out. We probably only got a couple more minutes yeah, left. Uh, yeah, we don't have too much. Yeah, judges judges eat the they they eat that up. They love hearing about like like going out to businesses, talking about like like almost like trading information, like you're talking to another team basically. And from our experience, like going out in person to them when we were able to do that. Even like the employees and like those like, uh, like, what what would they be called? Those, those like secretaries. Yeah, some of them are like head of financing CEOs. or financing. Yeah, CFOs. Yeah, um, they loved it to death. And oh, some yeah. of them we knew, but some of them were like, there's sometimes we just brought a robot in. We're like, yeah, we can just drive it if you want to see that. And like, 
Yeah. That that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, except for one. I'm not going to say the company, but that lady, you know who you are. Uh, one place we've ever went to that's like, sometimes we don't get donations and we understand, but we're like, they're not, she just said, Alright, we're bad at a few things today. Um, but I wanna see, I think I think what happens is I probably cross my leg and like uh, somehow, but yeah. I, between like six and ten minute mark in the second segment. Yeah. We lost right. me. And I, I, I keep forgetting to turn the stupid like time on or the clock, but that's alright. Uh, I was gonna say what there's one company. We went in there, we're like kids. You know, we're attacking it head on. We're doing like real charismatic. We're doing the whole nine. We brought our robot and everything. We're I, even, I even did some Riz. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's probably why she told us to leave. <laughs> but, uh, and we're like, would you, we said, blah, blah, blah. We're doing this and this and this. We're out asking for donations, but we can talk about that after if you're interested. Would you like to see a demonstration of the robot? And this lady goes, oh, no, thank you. Have a nice day. We were flabbergasted. I, I was speechless. I did not know what to say. And unfortunately, I think that might have been the same place. No, it wasn't, thank goodness. Because we actually demonstrated one time, and then I left the controller in the place when we left. I had to go back and get it. But anyways. And this company makes robots. Yeah. Like factory line robots. I could not believe. But uh, that'll about do it. Uh, sorry, I got a little quiet for some of it there, but hopefully it doesn't. Affected. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't ruin the episode. Yeah, it was a really good one. I enjoyed the memories and hearing of your guys' successes so far. My legendary story about where the us, mic was cut us off. as the over us as the underdogs clutching up an ultimate David and Goliath situation will never be heard. I guess. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> was, yeah, was I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> That's okay. Just means we have to do another episode. Yeah, we'll do another episode. And we'll show the robot in, in the that future. One. Yeah, that will be hopefully in the basement where we actually practice. We'll yeah, get that all sorted see. out, and we'll have all the team members there. So that would be awesome. All right, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship between FLRC and speaking sporadically LCC Corporation. LCC <laughs> soon, and soon Corporation. To be. LCC and Corporation. All right, guys, we're out of here. Any, any last words? Nope. <laughs> Anything from FLRC? Um, you can keep updated with us on our. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, most of them are Fort Laramie Robotics Club, but the Instagram is at Fort FTC, F-O-R-T, yeah. FTC. And right, we'll be go. posting that on our Instagram, so check that out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next time. Peace. Smaller. Just stop, button. Oh, this is embarrassing. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs>